Hey, Matt. Hey, how you doing, man? Good, good, good. I uh, I have your bio here. Can I read it off to you real quick? Because it's uh yeah. All right. For the past decade, he has woken up at 4 a.m. to read research to find ways to solve the issues people have that nobody wants to fix. Within that research, yeah. he has found many different ways to fix things. That's literally all I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, yeah. I mean, besides yeah. author, right, and practicing doctor and speaker, I mean, this the bullet points, but that's that's it. That's the bio. Two sentences. Yeah. So. So, uh, I'm a, um, a classically trained DC. Um, you are. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. But I, I spend lots of time doing research and so I have found lots of ways of fixing different things. So cool. Okay. I mean, I, yeah. I'm sure that's I, accurate. I, 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 I'm sure it's very accurate. <laughs> Straightforward. I'll have to uh, make sure that these get written a little, <laughs> a little better. Out. Uh, look at him. Yeah. My team pulls questions, you know, so I'm looking, I'm like trying to, which is great. Cause I've got a team that researches and everything and play, you know, so the, the questions are like, yeah. you know, what's so interesting about women's health that caught you. So I'm assuming you really kind of specialize in female health. And, and I actually don't, I just do a lot of things for women. And what happens if you do anything for women, because some people do nothing. Yeah. They're just like, Oh, you're a, you're a women's specialist. I'm like I do four things. You guys just do not. Yeah. Are we recording guys? Okay, did we get that from the very beginning with the bio? Because that's kind of funny. Okay, we got it. This is going to be like like Joe Rogan experience. We're seriously, dude, we're just going to go with this because it's hilarious, man. I like it. <laughs> Dr. Matt Chalmers, what shaking? Welcome, dude. <laughs> but yeah. that, you, uh, I, it's, it's actually, it's, it's fun. It's fantastic. I love it. No, it is great. How are you guys doing up there? We're, we're good. You said something interesting, though, which was really curious to me because it's like, as I said, my team pulls questions, right? And I'm glad because this is all going to make it into the show, which is pretty hilarious. You know, we're just going to leave it as I love it. I'm glad my team is recording because I like to catch these things. But what's so interesting, you know, about women's health, you said you just like somehow treat a lot of women like disproportionately to men. Uh, well, not really, but what ends up happening is that there's things that women have to deal with that I can fix that nobody else seems to care about. So like orgasm function in women is really easy to increase. Uh, endometriosis, PCOS is not super difficult to make substantially better. Um, women blow their knees out 10 times more often than men because of their pelvis. And so if you wow. learn to put the pelvis back together and teach the women how to do it, then they're good. Um, lots of women end up peeing on themselves when they like laugh after they have babies because no one teaches them pelvic floor strengthening. And Kegel function. And when you yeah. teach them that, they're like, oh, look, now everything's fixed. And you do, you know, 10 or 12 of those things. And now all of a sudden it's, you know, yeah, we do lots of women's health. Like uh, women don't get a lot of testosterone help and it's wildly critical. Um, so like a lot of women come in here and they're all just destroyed and you give them the testosterone. They feel lots better. I was reading about that, which is kind of counterintuitive, right? Because everybody feels that, at least knows in old school practices that testosterone is male and estrogen is female. But there's a requirement for both in opposite ways for each gender as well, correct? Not really. There isn't a, so just because, so men have like the, the, the trough levels we try to get for men is about a thousand. The yeah. trough levels we try to get for women is about somewhere between 80 and 150. So men have a lot more. But the idea that it's just a male hormone is really, really bad from a health standpoint, because what you have to understand is that orgasm function, bone density, mental clarity, energy, uh, the tissue that's built around the heart, it's all the muscle tissue, all the ATP that's created in the body is directly, all healing is directly related to testosterone. So the wow. idea that only men should heal is ridiculous. 
That's insane. So you're talking connective tissue, anything in the body comes from the function of testosterone, the healing of that. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no way I could fix ulcerative colitis or MS without it. Interesting. That's so crazy. I can see why you go to, or at least it just ends up happening that you understand a lot more about women and things that you can fix because this is not well-known information, dude. This is just something that I haven't even, I study up and I haven't heard a lot of this stuff. Well, there's a lot of, see, that's the thing. There's a lot of information that's out that is really easy to put together. Um, the problem that a lot of people don't get is because you have to look at who's paying for what. So for instance, you can fix diabetes in about two or three weeks, but it's worth millions of dollars if you treat it over the course of the patient's life. Yeah. So yeah. no one fixes it so they can charge for the treatment. So, you know, it's th little things like that, that change the way that we get information. So like testosterone is probably the most important natural hormone to put back in your body next to D3, which by the way, D3 is a, not a vitamin. It's a hormone. It's a hormone. Yeah. Um, so it's super critical for both men and women for all healing and all functionality, which the funniest thing to me is when I get men and women who come in and they're both low, they're married. We bring their testosterone back up every single time I've done that. They've come back in and been like, you saved my marriage. <laughs> and it's like, why? It's like, I can sleep better. I'm not as much of a jerk. I can, you know, the sex drive goes through the roof. Orgasm function comes back and all of a sudden they like each other again. Wow. So it's, it is super critical that we get those levels back up. You cannot heal at all without it. So that's, that's so the big cool. piece. We got to get that in. Yeah. I already know somebody I need to connect you with too, who runs a, a mastermind for DCs. You know, okay. he does a whole bunch of stuff, but I mean, it, you should speak there. You know, it, I'm seeing him in a couple of weeks here because I mean, even within that, it, within the chiropractic community, because there's a lot of chiropractors that I've seen that just kind of sit in that zone. You know, they, they don't traverse into where you've gone into, which really is holistic medicine and just real world shit. Yeah, and that's what I love. I knew one, one DC who was very similar to you and I appreciate him too. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, it's one of those things people, well, how come everybody else hasn't done that? They're probably happy doing what they're doing. Yeah. Like chiropractic is by far the most fun and awesome job you can have because first of all, to get in this, you have to kind of like the popping sound. So you get, you get the popping thing, which <laughs> popping actually doesn't do very much. It's a neurologic function, but you get to watch people get better every single yeah. day. You might have someone who just started who's in a lot of pain, but then five minutes later, you have somebody who comes in and goes, man, I was a level eight, now I'm a two. Thanks so much. Yeah. So every single day, you get to see benefit. And so that's why a lot of people are like, why why they do this till they were 90? Because they could. Because it's it, it's not a job anymore. You get, it's fun to go to work. So that's, that's why a lot of chiros don't go and do the stuff I've done. They're like, hey, man, I'm fully fulfilled. And so that's that's why it's even rare in our profession. Yeah. I love the way you talk about this as well, because you're putting it towards things that really are emotionally driven. You know, it's like, hey, you can have better sex, you can save your marriage, you can sleep better, all of these things. You know, if I started talking about my back, it's not as not as sexy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, you know, the, these, these others are like, oh, my God, you know, but it, it's also really cool to me because I got to throw this out. I had a uh, I had a disc that was bulged. Right. And it, it was almost like segmented at one point. This was just maybe six months ago. And I had an orthopedic surgeon that was very kind, you know, somebody that I knew that that is a family of somebody that works for me and did an MRI and he saw and it was compressing my sciatic nerve to the point, dude, this was probably like one of the worst things I've ever felt in my life to the point when it happened, my calf muscle completely seized in a permanent tense state. And I actually had to get that rubbed out massages and acupuncture and everything after that and then build the strength back up 
over the course of several months. But I mean, after that, because immediately it was like, you know, surgeons want to cut, right? It's just kind of what they do. He's like, you got to go under. This is bad. You know, this is it. I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to just see what happens. You know, so there, there's two chiropractors that I see, and it's cool because they both like to specialize, like you're saying, in different areas. And they, they enjoy the, the different types of manipulations that they do. And it's like, I learned them both well enough to be like, this is what's going on. I took them the MRI image. It's like, here's your roadmap. <laughs> you can actually see inside my body right here. And dude, within four months, no joke, completely healed. Like no other issues. Yeah. I, I got full strength back in my leg, everything. I don't have back pain, nothing. <laughs> I do a lot of decompression. So I have a, I have a neuro cert as well, which is all where a lot of the, the nerd stuff comes from, but uh, decompression is fantastic. It's super fun. So uh, what's more, the, the funnest thing because it goes in that whole play because it's a neuro thing as well. So plantar fasciitis, carpal tunnel, frozen shoulder and scoliosis are all brain issues and they're super easy to fix. Um, so what ends up happening is you have something in the brain called neurologic tone, right? So your muscles have two things. They have strength and they have tone. Strength is how hard they can pull at anyone given time. Tone is how hard they're pulling all the time. We call it posture. Well, it's controlled differently in the brain. So your flexors would curl you into a ball are controlled by all your hindbrain and your extensors, which bring you out or control over your frontal lobe. Well, at night, when you fall asleep, your frontal lobe shuts down. And so the hindbrain stays active. So you shut the one down and one stays up. So it controls and contracts all those flexors. Same thing happens with the joints. So as you start typing and grabbing and turning and twisting, this muscle gets activated way too much. Huh. This one doesn't get activated at all. So if, if you've got, it, it'll start tightening up and pulling down the carpal tunnel, giving you carpal tunnel. So if you'll go to Amazon and get finger rubber bands, that's what they're called, stick your fingers in and just open up a lot, exhaust this muscle a couple times a day for a week or two, it'll radically decrease your plantar, your, your carpal tunnel. So same thing, scoliosis, the whole deal, one side of the spine, gets, the tone gets too high, curls it over. So if you'll activate the other side, it'll straighten it back out. Same thing. That's freaking brilliant. So, That's what I had to do with my calf to get it to release is just yeah. exhaust it. I was on like two yeah. books and I just had to go up and down and do these. They hurt like hell, man, when I, when I did them when this was happening. But that's what made it release. I mean, I had acupuncture, but just exhausting it is what released it. So on the other side of that, if you'll, if you'll, so the way like you do plantar fasciitis is you point the toe as far as you can and pull it back as far as you can. While you're doing that, if you'll compress the Achilles tendon, because in the Achilles tendon is all these little neuromechanoreceptors, uh, Golgi tendon organs, muscle spindle fibers. If you compress the tendon, it sends this barrage of information to the brain. It's like, dude, we are super screwed up. And so what it happens, the brain immediately turns back down to the calf and goes, you need to relax your tone right now. You're going to tear. And then as you're activating the anterior tibialis by pulling the toes up, it activates that. And the, the anterior tibialis sends a message to the brain and goes, dude, I don't know what's going on, but it's super tight down here. And so the brain just recycles it. And like, I have people who walk coming on crutches and I'll do that and they'll stand up and start walking around with plantar fasciitis. And they're just like, Oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, it's going to tighten back up tonight. But you know, it, you know, a couple times a week for about two, three weeks and you fix it. That's amazing, man. I love it. I can see why this is fun for you. Yeah. You know, originally when I started seeing a chiropractor like two decades ago, I, of course I understood the, the benefits, you know, but I mean, even down to the nerve side of it, but I can see it, you know, it, it lit me up when I started getting into the mind of chiropractors and understanding it's the same as a dentist. I used to think, why would anybody ever want to be a dentist? Until, until I saw the dentist that I see right now, became friends with him. And he started, I'm like, you're literally like building shit all day long. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I know I love it. I love shaping stuff and the aesthetics of things. I'm like, all right then. Well then now I understand it. 
Yeah, they're like sculptors. Like the guys, especially yeah. the guys who do the really good veneers, like those guys are, that's, that's a cool thing. Yeah. Man, I went in because I, on this tooth over here, right? I had like, it was like slightly set back. I'm talking like a half of a millimeter, but because I'm on camera so, so often, it's like when I would turn, I would see a slight shadow and it just annoyed the crap out of me. So I went into it, but I'm like, cause I, you know, I whiten, you know, the, just like a lot of people do, you know, I've got a one, that's my, my, uh, tone or whatever it is, my, my, whatever they call it, which is like one of the brightest. It just happens to be, it's like Ross from friends, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> it looks good though. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I got the shadow. I'm seeing it show up in photos and it makes me look a little bit like a hillbilly. Can you please fix this for me? He's like, oh yeah, no problem. Coming in, we'll set the appointment 30 minutes. That's all it was. And he looked at him like, oh my God, this looks so natural and perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. They're, like what's really cool is they have like these little Cirac machines. And if you like to pop, have a tooth pulled, they can literally like create one right there in the office and like put the crap back the crown back on and that type of thing so it's yeah dentistry is pretty cool we we work with a lot of those guys because we'll we'll have um zirconium implants put in oh yeah because a lot of times what we end up seeing is that if you do a root canal you don't want to really want to leave dead tissue in the body and so it just works out better if you'll pull those teeth and just do an implant the problem is that not everybody can afford that but that's usually the best route yeah um so we use we work with these dentist guys all the time, especially when we got to pull the mercury out of people's mouths. All these silver nickel mercury fillings are wildly toxic and they actually gas the mercury as they're in your head. So we, we send people out to get those pulled out um, so they can put composite back in so it's safer. That's so cool. Cause I mean, we're talking here. I think we both have a bit of a bromance on Dennis now, but at the same time, dude, you clearly are not just manipulating joints or being a typical chiropractor. You know, this is your, your breadth of what you're interested in and what you do is so expansive. How did you get from going to like, I don't know if you went to Palmer or wherever you went to school for, to be a DC, but how did you get from that into doing what you're doing now? Um, so I went to Parker and, uh, I've always kind of been a why, why? this is so my whole family's engineers. And so I'm kind of an engineer. And when you look at the body from an engineering standpoint, it makes a heck of a lot more sense. Because then you're like, every time you do like, you talk about the body and then people are like, well, it's just hard to understand. It's not hard to understand. Like, it's just a machine. And once you figure out how to work it, you understand how everything works. The problem is, is that a lot of the medical stuff, they're like, well, you just have to trust me on it because it doesn't make sense because it's not how it really works. Like cholesterol, for example, like they tell you, well, if your cholesterol is too high, it's going to plaque. Why doesn't it plaque at 150? The answer is it does. Like the last UCLA study that came out says 75% of people who had plaquing had good or normal cholesterol levels. And so I'm like, well, why is that? Yeah. And they start looking at this with reactive oxidative stress. Well, what causes that? And so like, it's just one of those things. And then I got to the point where I started being able to fix things. And uh, then people started getting sent here. So I started getting everybody who nobody else could fix. And I started getting scared. I was like, well, if I'm the last guy they can see, that means I got to be able to fix these things because... If that's, that's what I got to do, that's what I got to do. And so I, I woke up at four every morning for a long time now, about a decade, and I've read medical research for a couple hours. And it's been really, really fun and really beneficial. So that's just kind of where, where it all came from. It's just that, you know, I'm getting these people nobody else can fix. If nobody else can fix them, that means I'm apparently the last stop. So that would yeah. freak me out and maybe maybe read. So you had this natural thirst for knowledge really is what it came down to. As you start to figure it out, see, this is the, the other thing, though, like, People ask me, like, you work so much. I'm like, I don't work at all. Like, when I go on vacation, like the, the, the reading thing isn't a work thing. Like, when we go on vacation and nobody else wants to go do anything until 8 or 9 in the morning, 
I read from four until nine. Yeah. Like this is what I do for my hobby. So it just happens to be what people pay me for. So that's, that's the biggest piece is that I really, like you said, I love this stuff. There's a, I've seen this as a trait. And I mean, of course you see articles and studies about this too, is that the wildly successful people are those who are constantly in, in search for knowledge. And I've always seen this because I used to feel like I, I never wanted to read anything, you know, but I was naturally curious. So I think that everybody, I, I mean, I hope so anyways, that most of the people on this earth, dude, are actually naturally curious. It's the, just the knowledge and the consumption part to me is almost like a muscle that you build. Once you get into it, it I, becomes insatiable. I, I, think, I think the other problem is that we're told a lot not you know, not to walk down those roads. We're told you have to know things about everything. And I'm just like, why? Like yeah. my big thing about, like I, I, I argue about this with schooling is why do we teach people the way we do nowadays? Like, why do we make people memorize anything? Like you can look it up, use the technology. We should be using the last two years of school for personal development, EQ. How do you cook? How do you sew a button? Like, how do you live a life? Yeah. Like we don't need geometry or trig. We don't need that. If you want to be an engineer, great. Go to, go to, college and become an engineer we don't need that in high school we need to teach people how to communicate here's what real fitness so, is not pe whatever they call it yes yeah yeah it's, it's always so it's always so rough for me because like all the moms in the school were like we well, go to the school and talk to the coach and i was like all right i don't know how the second duty good but i will and so i go and it took me a solid five minutes to 100 percent decide that my this guy is never going to teach my kids how to work out so it's you know a lot of this stuff and it's not necessarily their fault they were all taught wrong. Uh, so what happened was that everybody all of a sudden wanted to get strong. And they're like, well, who's strong? The Olympic lifters. Well, let's make everybody lift like Olympic lifters because that's what we want. And the problem is that that is not what your sport needs. It's not what you need for a daily basis. Yeah. No one who's not an Olympic lifter should be using a bar. You're going to destroy your shoulders. You're going to destroy your spine. Like you're, you're, you're going to hide weaknesses in your hips and knees. So like whenever we train people, we get rid of all the bars. I'm like, nope. No bars. You have to do everything single leg and everything single arm. Nice. And it's amazing how much dexterity you can build into somebody, even a pro athlete who's never done single leg work. Wow. Wow. I like this because I don't use bars either. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm looking at you, dude, and you're freaking jacked. You know, I'm loving it. That's another thing too. I mean, because there's some chiropractors that I've seen that are, that kind of will be nice and say, let themselves go. <laughs> and I've seen this. It's like, but then that's the only thing. It's like they have fun, they manipulate joints and everything, but they don't get into like really the things that help you live life. Well, and for me, because I I speak about health, I talk about how the body works and things like that. And I've always been like of the mind, one of the reasons I chose to look like this is because I if you're gonna tell people that you understand how the body really works, that means that you would get to choose how you look. And so if I wanted to choose something like, you can tell I chose this. Like then you wake up this morning and go, Oh, this is weird. <laughs> so like, it's one of those things that if I know how the body works, I can make my body anywhere I want. And so that's what you show. So if you're a doctor and you're unhealthy, I don't trust you that you know what you're doing because why would you choose to be unhealthy? Yep. Unless you don't know what you're doing. So I need like an amen button, dude, for real. Cause that's, <laughs> that, that, that's like the whole point, you know? And it's, I, as I was listening to you, I'm like, you know, you are so like polished, which is awesome. I can tell you speak a lot. Clearly you are a speaker, you know, it's a, cause you're not tearing down other chiropractors, which is awesome. 
you know, and that's it. So I'm thinking in my head, it's like, no problem. I'll do that for you. <laughs> because I've said, like, you be the nice guy today, but then you went to, I mean, we're, we're talking doctors, but that's the thing. It's like, I, I, I can see that across the board and observationally, you know, with just empirical evidence, I'm seeing it's like, why is one doctor this way? And the other is this way. Why is there an MD? You know, cause I think back to days when I was, I was overweight, you know, why is there an MD that's telling me that I need to drop 40 pounds when he's sitting here with a pot belly? You know, it's a, and he's yeah. a, and he's saying it's like we can do it the natural way or the 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 pharmaceutical way. I remember this conversation with my MD, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, well, you might know and have the knowledge of the pharmaceutical way. That's cool, but do you even know what the natural way is? Because I'm not seeing it. It was this thing, and I was unhealthy at the time, dude. I was unhealthy, yeah. and here's somebody telling me that is also unhealthy, bro. You're unhealthy. You know, like here we can do a pillar of the natural. I'm like, what's the natural? He's like, well, I, I think figure it out. He's like, eat less exercise. I'm like, thanks. That helps. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's, it's funny because we talk about, you know, this type of stuff all the time. It's, you know, a lot of the medical guys were taught a very specific way. And the problem is what they were taught was wrong. Um, and that's just, I don't know how else to say it. I'm trying to, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but there's just yeah. a lot of things they were taught were wrong. Now I will tell you that, the last person you want to see if you are bleeding is me. If you've had an accident, you're bleeding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, don't like, dude, I will, I'll call 911 for you. <laughs> Someone told me this is the only I, two things you really need in life are a good chiropractor and a good surgeon. <laughs> for real. Well, it, well I, I will tell, I will tell you knowing a lot of surgeons, my, my son broke his arm and, uh, and I was like, okay, I know the best orthopedic, pediatric orthopedic surgeon in Texas. And so I, I got him all, set up and get it all. And that, that it is very, very comforting knowing that I have all of the surgeons that we need, but the, yeah, yeah, it's just getting the information in is super important, but being able to translate it out in a function where you can actually help people is, is a little bit different. So when we take a medication, it's specifically to trying to take over the body and force it to do something else. Yeah. And so those guys need to know that function. And the problem is, is that, I think we're all kind of getting out of our scope a little bit because like, like I said, if you're bleeding, please don't call me. Like that's not my scope. That's not what I do. But once you're done bleeding, you need to go ahead and come over here. Cause I can fix, I can help you regenerate and repair and heal. Right. Cause we, we're going to do, we're going to do the wellness stuff. So that's kind of where these two things come in. But the other thing is that you have to understand patients have choice. Yeah. Like I said about diabetes, diabetes is really easy to fix. Takes a couple of weeks and you're done, but you actually have to put work in. It's more than swallowing a pill. So if you're like, no, thanks, I'll just swallow the pill or I'll do the injection. Cool. That's your decision. Go this route. And so we can't, I don't feel like we can sit on this side and be like, we should have the choice of how we treat COVID or we should have the choice how we treat this. If we're not going to let other people make the same choice. Like it's, I, I think it's crazy, crazy choice. It's not mine to make. Yeah. So yeah. like that, that's where the, that's where a lot of this like animosity between the two groups happens is because people still have choice. Yeah, for sure, Ben. So tell me about your show, Wellness Insights. Yeah. So um, I've got a bunch of buddies who are, you know, pro athletes and uh, CEOs and stuff like that. And so we're bringing them on and we're talking to them. Um, one of the things we're kind of take a, it's going to take slightly a detour. So um, I figured out how to use cannabis in a sublingual form to completely knock out pain. Um, so it's totally dosable. So my 10 year old, when he broke his arm, uh, he had surgery, plates and everything put in. When he had those taken out, he had a plate and six pins removed, six screws removed. When he came home, all I did was give him cannabis from these strips. Uh, it was enough to block the pain, but we could dose it out so he never got any psychological function, never got hot. 
Um, a buddy of mine just tore his bicep off. He had, he had that surgically repaired. That's all he's using. Um, so we started kind of figuring out how to, how to knock all these things out with, uh, uh, with cannabis. And then I, so I did a Ted talk on how to end the opioid epidemic using cannabis. Um, and the only problem was at the time I didn't know how to fix uh, addiction. So we started working on it and, uh, you can fix addiction with ketamine and with psilocybin. According to the research, we have 85% of the time and it's not, wow. it's not both. So you can use ketamine and 85% of the time it'll work. And the people who fail that we can move into psilocybin and then we can knock it out probably another 20% of the time there. So we're getting a tremendous amount of benefit from these type of things. Now we can put the ketamine on the same sublingual strips. Um, we cannot do psilocybin in Texas. So we're going to have to fly people to Colorado, but. So what we're going to start doing is I'm going to start uh, the charity I have is going to start paying for veterans to have PTSD oh, to go man. through the one one week process and knock out their PTSD. And it's a week. It's like five days. Come in. We'll knock it out. And then we'll monitor you as you go through. Um, but the the what I've been told by some of these guys is just unbelievable stuff. Like one of the guys I was talking to him and I was like, well, how bad was your PTSD? And he goes, I know what all of my guns taste like because they've all been in my mouth. Oh, God. And I was like, that's okay. And he was like, I had to wake up every single day and try to figure out a way, a reason not to kill myself. And I was like, okay. And I was like, what was it like when you got done? He was like, someone flipped a switch. It was gone. And I was that's like, it incredible. wasn't better. He was like, it was gone. <laughs> and I talked to four or five different veterans who told me the exact same thing. Um, and so I was like, well, all right, well, that's what we're going to do. And so we're going to start bringing them in and doing ketamine therapy with them to break out the PTSD, but you can also use it for addiction. One of the guys I was talking to who had a massive cocaine addiction, he told me that he was, he, was, he said he was so addicted to cocaine that he was crying about his cocaine addiction while doing cocaine. Wow. And he goes, that was a year ago. He was like, after my ketamine treatment. One year, he goes, I haven't even wanted to. It's not like I have more willpower. He's like, I just have zero desire to touch it. It's a complete so rewiring. It's complete rewiring. Yeah. It's a, it, the narrow on this is super cool, but <laughs> it, yeah, it just, it just flips the switch. And so for a lot of people, not for everybody, but for a lot of people, it's what the research is showing. And so I was like, why are we not doing this? This is, we all bitch about mental health. Yeah. Let's just go fix it. And so that's what we decided to do. We're going to start going out and that's going to be, you know, probably in a month or two. And so we're going to start putting all those videos, um, on the podcast and, um, out for that way. And so we're going to try to, the problem is, is that, uh, when I put the, my treatment for COVID out, I fried all my social media. So I'm still locked on Twitter. <laughs> I can yeah. relate, man. <laughs> I filmed yeah, a movie was, a it, few it, years ago about government overreach. It got the attention of the Trump family and got invited on Laura Trump show. But I, dude, I was shadow banned for a good eight months or so because of that. Oh, I'm still, I'm still like, I still like when I talk on Twitter, like nobody sees, like, I don't think anybody sees it. And like, I'll reply to people's stuff. And like, someone will ask a question. I'll throw research. Like here, here's the research you wanted. And no one says anything. And like yeah. 12 comments. I'm like, I'm obviously bad. Have you ever tagged so, Elon? Maybe he can help. <laughs> if I find somebody who knows him, I'll talk. To him. If I talk to Rogan, I'll be like, I need one favor. Yeah. No kidding. But, uh, yeah. It was, that was, that was fun because like we were pulling people out of hospitals to save them. Um, COVID everything, once you figure out how to do it, it's not, it's, it's not that hard, but yeah. So COVID's actually, uh, I, are we past this? Can I actually talk about this? Oh yeah. Please are you do cool with that. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, so COVID is not a respiratory issue. It's vascular. So, uh, what happens is that the spike proteins activate the ACE2 receptor sites, which is your entire RAS system. So that's renin, angiotensin, aldosterone. Yep. And so that's kidneys, heart, lung, and brain. 
makes the blood vessels squeeze down. When they squeeze down, decreases oxygen to the whole body. So what ends up happening is that you can breathe just fine. Your fuel tank is full of gas, but it doesn't make it to the engine. And so when I started seeing this, and I luckily I had it so I could feel it, I was like, well, if I got gas in the tank, but none in the, in the engine, the fuel line's where I got to look. So we started looking at the, the blood vessels. We started using quinine, not hydroxychloroquine, straight quinine, because mm-hmm. its issue was hypovolemia. And that's, it was, it's been treated for, it's been used to treat uh, vascular muscle spasms for a long time. Wow. So I was giving everybody uh, quinine. And then I was putting them in a hyperbaric chamber because hyperbaric chambers, just simple boils, boils all physics, yeah. increases oxygenation of the tissue by a thousand percent. And so I get guys and I would carry people in who are like pulse oxygen in the high 70s. Bypassing the fuel line with that. Yeah. And so we yeah. put oxygen on and we, we give them a shot of quinine. They, they get down to oxygen. 10 minutes later, pulse oxygen would go from the high 70s to the low 90s. Wow. And like people would just start kind of waking up. And it was, it was crazy. So it was never a, you use a vent to fill the lungs when they can't breathe on their own. But that wasn't the issue with COVID. Now, some of these guys had actual pneumonia as well. But that's not the issue with COVID. It's a blood vessel thing. So if you put them in a hyperbaric chamber, you would have basically saved them all. That's incredible. Wow. Well, you got my attention for sure. All right. I'm going to do some rapid fire with you. That's cool. All right. Okay. Good. You're uh, outside of D3 because I'm a full believer in D3 as well. I mean, changed my life when I started. I do 10,000 IUs a day. You know, I should probably do 20, but my levels hover around 70. So outside of D3. So you want those between 80 and 120. So I should probably so take I, like 20,000 a day, shouldn't I? I, I would I would take five to 7,000 in the morning and five to 7,000 at night. Okay. So somewhere between 10 and 15 a day is what you're saying. And just keep it monitored. Yeah, somewhere in there, yeah. I dig that. But outside of D3, your top three supplements that everybody should take. Um. Okay, so I consider, okay, let me, let me rock this real quick. So I break things down into receptor site function. So you have natural, natural, which is I squeezed the plant, got the oil, or I dried it, and put it in the capsule. That's natural, natural. Everything else is pharmaceutical natural. So the methylated B vitamins, I talk about the, the chewable vitamin C, yep. testosterone, those are all natural, synthetic, natural, pharmaceutical natural. The reason I consider testosterone in here is because it's a naturally produced hormone, just like D3 is that is required for natural functional growth. And so it needs to be in this, in this side. Now, the difference is that you inject it, not swallow it because steroids do terrible things to the liver as they go through. It's a safer method to inject it than it is to take it any other way. So that's in there. So testosterone is going to be my number one methylated, a full spectrum methylated B vitamin is going to be number two. And then depending on the person, it's either going to be a digestive enzyme. That's a probiotic base or, uh, or it's going to be hydrochloric acid. Hydrochloric, really? Just to yeah. increase the amount of acid in your stomach? Uh, to re- no, to change it and replace it. So really? what happens, so neurologically, you have two systems, right? You have parasympathetic, which is resting, digesting, and you have fight, flight, freeze, which is sympathetic. When you're about 95% of us live in sympathetic, we should be living in parasympathetic. What happens is that when you change neurologically, everything shuts off. And so you quit producing hydrochloric acid. The hydrochloric acid is not there to clean, it's not there to digest your food, it's there to clean it. Kill the parasites, kill the yeast, kill the bacteria, kill everything on it so that it doesn't infect you. Well, the problem is, is that when you're when you're in a sympathetic state, you quit producing that and you start producing lactic acid. So that GERD, that heartburn, is not because you have too much acid, it's because you have the wrong kind of acid. So if you'll start taking hydrochloric acid, the GERD will go away. But H. pylori can live in a lactic acid state. They cannot live in a pH of two, which is hydrochloric acid. So if you do mm-hmm. have any ulcers, it's going to burn. 
Now, you have two choices. You can either let it burn and kill the H. pylori and you have cynical heal itself, or you can go back through things like bear garlic and things like that, kill the H. pylori, let the stomach heal, then start adding the HCL back in. But the HCL will kill all sorts of parasites, it breaks up biofilms, it does great things for the sinuses. It, it's a really, really, really important tool. That's amazing. Dude, you, you've blown my mind today. I want to come down and take you to dinner. Is that cool? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Sweet. I appreciate you, Matt, for coming on. Your book is practice, author of Pillars of Wellness. Pillars of Wellness is your book, right? Yeah, yes. And your show is Wellness Insights. You said that show's shifting. It's still publishing, though, right? Because I want to send people that yeah, are listening. No. Yeah, yeah we, we're, we're still we're still obviously publishing stuff. So I'll have guys come in. Like, I, I just I had Kukla come in. I thought he was going not too long ago. Um, and so yeah, we're still publishing it, we're still going out. And then I'll do like people, people will send me questions. If they're good questions, I'll make a video about it and I'll go through it. Like the erythritol one I did, because people were all scared about erythritol, which is one of the best things you can put in your body. And yes, it is 100% natural um, because the food they came out and just excoriated it. And that's basically because your parent, I don't know, I'm trying not to be mean, but if you read the article she linked to, yeah, it tells yeah. you it's phenomenal for blood vessels. Like. It, I, I use it for Renat's. Like it dilates small blood vessels in the hands. So people who have really cold, hard hands like Renat's, it helps that up quite a bit. So yeah. But yeah, so there's, I'm still answering questions and stuff like that on the podcast. So if you guys have questions, send the questions at chalmerswellness.com and I'll, I'll probably make a video of them. That's sweet. Awesome. And everybody can find you at Dr. Chalmers1 on all platforms. Yes. That's, that's yes. sweet, man. Very cool. Yeah. Dude, thanks then, for coming on. Absolutely, man. Dude, this was a blast. Thanks. Absolutely, yeah. Peace out.